with the eighth pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers have selected Kristen McCaffrey. Wide receiver, I mean, running back. <laughs> Don't worry about it. He's actually both. You take a look at McCaffrey's family. His grandfather, David, won a silver medal. Was a one time the world's good evening and welcome to episode 52 of the Beards Watch. I'm your host, Duval, um, back again for another week. And yes, it is post draft, and I'm going to send it on over to the amazing <laughs> J Road Nation who did the great. The great music and sound production. <laughs> that was a little bit easier, and I had to work today, so I couldn't add two minutes <laughs> besides just the simple Thomas Davis intro there. But yeah, thank you, Duvall. Glad glad you'd be back. I I I didn't know if you wanted. Well, I knew you'd always want to be back, but I gave Jeeves first shot since you were on last week. Okay. He said he had to go to some school program for his nephew, so then I was like, well, I got to get Duvall back in here. So Duvall's back to put a bookend on the NFL draft for the Beards Watch, and we brought some. Some uh, returning guests here, you know. John Long, how you doing? Last yeah. time we had John was about, what, a couple weeks into the season or before the season? I think it was right after week one. We had a okay. breakdown in week one. I think yep. the Jaguars might have blew out somebody. We were high on them. And then <laughs> sideways real quick. Like, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, Caleb, we had you on, I think, a couple weeks after that. I think after the Minnesota game. I was on the ledge, I believe. Yeah, you were. Yeah. And we thought we'd, we'd turn it around, and we never really turned that corner. It just kind of stuck in neutral and... And ended up just yeah. crapping it out. Pretty so it's, ugly. it's good to have everybody back. I, you know, especially we're all Panther fans here. But before we get into that, you know, the new segment, what's fueling you this podcast, Duval? What you got going on? Um, I got a little, uh, little brown. Um, <laughs> and for those drink. people who don't know what brown means, <laughs> it means it's a whiskey or a dark liquor. In case you're not up on that nomenclature, okay? Yes, um, I got a little Jack Daniels, courtesy of you. Um, you, you mix a little yeah. something and some uh, some sun drop. Yeah. Which I, I've never really mixed sun drop with it, but uh, I can tell you what, it goes down pretty easy. It does. Um, so uh, that's what is fueling me right now. It's okay. got me a little warm down here, so, <laughs> um, but it's fueling me for yeah. sure. Same here. That's uh, the Jack Daniels is from Jared Sells. He he had some that he wasn't going to drink, so he passed it yeah. on to me. So. I figured I'd tip it on this podcast here. What about you, JL? What you sipping on? Got some bells too hearted. It was uh, sort of hodgepodge or whatever was left in the in the fridge. Pull those out. Hey, and bring it on well, that's a solid hodgepodge. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> not complaining at all. Exactly, man. Caleb. Mine's not so good. Mine's a silver bullet. Uh, <laughs> and there's another hodgepodge situation yeah. from this past weekend. Yeah. Whatever was left over. Fair enough. Fair enough. So Panthers draft first round, as we heard, yeah. Christian McCaffrey. What's let's just go with that first. What's everybody's kind of take on that, Caleb? Man, um, I'll tell you what. He was about third or fourth on my list. Okay, but everybody in front of him got picked. Okay, and I assumed they would. So yeah. I was I was extremely happy. Okay, um, for a second I thought the Chargers were going to pick us pick him in front of us. All right. I was a little nervous about it, but I think he's good. I think you've heard the word evolve for this offense yep. from Rivera at the end of the year, and I think this is the start of doing it. You know, I think. It should be exciting for everybody, especially going into training camp. Yeah. And yeah. I think I think he'll turn this offense around a little bit. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think it was along the same lines. He wasn't my top choice. I listened to the podcast last week. I know a lot of you guys were high on yeah. him. Yeah. And I was, I, well, Adam Lurz was interested to hear what you had to say. He, knew, <laughs> he told me at the Spring Fest at uh, Sycam- or, yeah, Sycamore that you were a big Fournette fan. Yeah, I, I love Leonard Fournette, so I wanted him one. Or actually, you know, 
one two wanted him ahead of ahead of McCaffrey. Okay. Big Jamal Adams fan. After Miles Garrett, he was yeah. he was the guy I wanted on the Panthers. He got picked by the Jets. You know, I really was nervous about San Diego grabbing yeah. McCaffrey. You heard all week, um, not all week, but maybe a couple of days before, just leading up to Twitter, um, that you know he possibly could be picked by the Chargers. So I'm glad we got him. Two parts with that, like one, I'm glad we're getting the pieces to evolve, like we yeah. talked about before. Mm-hmm. But the second part is actually seeing Shula call plays. That's very true. That will utilize those players. So that's kind of the second part I'm looking for. But I think definitely we got the pieces around Cam to evolve the offense he, and really. And he and here's where I'm at on that. <clears throat> it's Gettleman has set up basically after Rivera stood on a table for Shula and Mike McCoy. Mm-hmm. Gettleman said, "Okay, we'll get you." McCaffrey and Samuel will get you another offensive lineman. Now you have no excuse if you stumble out to another six and ten or eight and eight and don't make the playoffs. Now we gotta get a new guy in there. Because like you said, we got two shiny new pieces to go with our other huge pieces, and it's up to him, which is gonna be interesting to see if he actually calls the right plays and let you know gets it going. But I think McCaffrey, I think this is the most excited I've been for a Carolina offense since they took Cam. The Super Bowl season, nobody saw that offense coming. I mean, there's nobody who saw it, especially after Benjamin shredded his knee up. There's like, there's no way we're going 15 to one, going to Super Bowl, this and that. And if we're gonna, Cam's gonna have 45 touchdowns just himself. Yeah. So, but this one is like, you get two playmakers in the first and second round, speed guys that should open up all kinds of crazy stuff. You watch both their highlights, and you're like. I don't know how teams are going to defend this unless they're dropping passes and not making the right reads and this and that. But that's why the NFL is great. You know, it's all, and they've said it's all about matchups and what's going to happen. So I think it's just, it's fantastic. And and for me, I, I'm really happy about it. Um, I was a big Fournette fan coming in. Um, What I can say is I was nervous because I didn't think uh, that McCaffrey was really going to fall to us because I thought actually at six, the Jets, might do something because Fournette was gone. And really, you know, with the draft, with them, with somebody trading up to get Trubisky and people were falling and Jamal Adams was still sitting there, I think, yeah. at six. But the Jets took him. So yeah. I was like, well, if he falls to eight, I don't know if I'm going to let Jamal Adams sit there and not take him and then just have to try and do something in the second or third round. Um, but it all kind of worked out. I'm looking forward to see something other than Stewart and D'Angelo Williams but like what I've seen over the past like yeah. six, seven years. Yeah. Um, so he brings you a little bit of a dynamic. Um, one, you don't have to worry about him as far as punt and kick return. He's actually going to – you got to account for him. Yeah. Last year, the past couple of years, Ted Ginn's made business decisions every kick and punt yeah. return. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's running out of bounds or whatever the case is. And even when well, we they've had – Well, had safe returners. Like Fozzie Whitaker is a safe returner. He's not going to fall after, the ball. Yeah, after Brenton Burson. Yeah, Brenton Burson. Yeah. He's a safe returner for a minute. Of course. But yeah, you know, like, they wanted to make sure nothing happened. happened. And also go – this is the first time I think we've seen the Panthers uh, Panthers draft where it's like legitimately they didn't do what the Panthers do. Yeah. The past 20-something years, the Panthers would have taken Jonathan Allen there or yeah. Barnett from Tennessee, and then in the second round they maybe would have gotten a receiver or something like that or a tight end, reach for a tight end. I mean, we got dynamic playmakers. There has been, it's been a long time since we've got a guy that can take a, a five-yard screen and take it 80 yards in the first couple of rounds. I mean, yeah. You go back to Steve Smith, that was still 2001, and most thought just he was a punt returner, a exactly. return guy. Yeah. Nobody thought he'd turn into what he ended up being. So that's why I'm so juiced. It's like, it's like, whoa, they did something different. This is not what we're used to seeing them do in the draft. They actually went out and go, 
oh, we got some holes to fill, and let's try to let's fill those with the best players that we think right. are there. And it makes you wonder: Is Dave Gettleman learning? Was he listening to Rivera and Shula finally? Yeah. Like, because this wasn't a Gettleman type draft. No, it was not. It no, was it was completely not. different. Yep. It makes you think where he's getting his advice from now. Is it Rivera kind of saying, finally putting his foot down, being like, yeah. we need some playmakers? Yeah. If this team starts one and three. Oh, and it's it's going to be gone. gone. Yeah, I think gone. will be gone yes, early in the season with the offensive playmakers he has now. Yeah. No, there's no excuses anymore. Like last no. year, you could have said, okay, look, offensive line, we started like 33 different or whatever, how many different combinations of line yeah. players. Yeah. We you know we had Kelvin coming back from a shredded knee. Funches was still developing. Greg Olson was Greg Olson, but he can't be your full offense because he's not a fast guy. Right. Yeah. And our running backs were atrocious. I mean, you start Cameron Artis Payne was who's who's just a guy. Yeah. So that was a, that was your excuse. Now it's like, look, I've given you the, the pieces mm-hmm. to this puzzle. You need to make it happen. And if you don't, it's it's a whole new clean out because I think I think some of that. If you watched Rivera and Gettleman's press conference after some of those picks. It did kind of seem like, you know, they, they talked about how Rivera comes to him and says, these are the players we need. So it looks like, I think it's a mix of Gettleman, even though it's his first time, it's his fifth draft, he's learning like, learning. okay. Because I, I was very upset a couple years ago when he was like, oh, I don't believe in windows to win. I, I want to consistently win for X one year. Of course, that's this BS statement because, yeah. but you do have windows for players like right. particularly like Cam Newton, quarterback. Yes, yeah. exactly. quarterback, Luke Keekley, Luke Keekley, Thomas State. Like you're not gonna, you don't find those guys every year. Nope. So you can't sit here and say, oh well, yeah, of course you want to keep winning, but you don't want to just go through like to me. Look at the Packers with they've had arguably the best quarterback in the NFL. They only won have one Super Bowl to show for it. They yeah. should have at least won two, if not three, Super Bowls with Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. But they just seem to sit back and do the same thing every single year. Mm-hmm. This is the first time we've seen Gettleman kind of step out, spend big in free agency, yeah. spend, spend big on his own guy. And, I mean, the Cam Newton and Luke Keekley contracts were easy. because those were. But to, to spend on a second rounder like Kawan Short yeah. after he's preached all this is a big step. Because now it shows people in the locker room, oh, if you do play and step up and do the right things and you show up on your one-year tender – You'll get that money that right. you deserve. Yeah. And then he went out and got Julius Peppers and realized, okay, I can't keep scraping by with a BS nickel guy. That's just scrub. Yeah. I got to go get a legit nickel cornerback. Got paid for Captain Munley. A pretty good hefty chunk for a 5'9 corner. Yeah. I mean, yeah. worth it, though. Well, I don't know. Definitely. Yeah, the past couple of years, we've yeah. been scraping by. I mean, that, even that Super Bowl year, we were scraping by with nickels. I mean, we had yeah. Finnegan, who was playing basketball yeah. at YMCA, yeah. starting first exactly. in the Super Bowl. I mean, exactly. So, so I'm glad to see that. Then I'm glad to see that they went out, got a DN there in the third round. Yeah. To, he reminds me of when Charles Johnson got drafted. Yeah. When they brought Charles in, it was Julius Peppers, and I think Rucker might have been on the Sound last probably. leg maybe. Or yeah. they were going through that Shane Burton era or whatever the other right inside was. Yeah. And they let Charles develop as a third-round pick, and then all of a sudden, boom, he explodes. And he, he's didn't, getting he didn't need to be the guy right off the Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I think this guy has the potential to be. And in a couple of years, we'll figure – I mean – well, no, yeah. but I just I like their draft through and through all the way up to a kicker in the seventh to tell Gano shape up. Yeah, you might, yeah. Like, yeah, that was yeah. It's hey, look, this guy's a seventh round pick. We cut our seventh round pick last year, but look, you can't be missing eight field goals again mm-hmm. and a couple game winners. I mean, it's just amazing that they actually. Oh, okay, let's actually do the. We're not married to some of these old guys. Let's yeah. let's get it going here and, and do something different. So. And, and see, like I think this year. If government didn't do anything else, he created so much competition in yep. the camp. Yes. In training camp. Yes. And that's really what 
build you. You know, I mean, like even at the corner position, yeah. they went and got a corner from Miami. So he's going to compete because yeah. he's going to want to play. But what I like about that is they got another nickel who's a backup. So exactly. now we have a plan. You know, yeah. like, okay, if Captain Captain's gets, not young. He exactly, yeah. So, so now it's like, okay, let Captain, he's on a three-year deal. Hopefully he's there for all three and playing at a high level. But if not, hey, we got this guy grooming underneath him, and we don't have to completely like we did last year with our two rookie corners, throw right. him into the fire right. and just right. let him learn about, you know, trial and fire. And Cornell fire. is like the same build as Captain Monday. Yeah, exactly. Let him go learn from Captain exactly. for two years. And you're good there. And yeah. you know, I just watched, I was YouTube scouting. He's got a lot of fire in him, yeah. kind of like Captain does. So, yeah. I, you yeah. know, and he's coming from Miami, so – you know how most Miami players are. They always have a chip on their shoulder. Yeah. You know, so it's – I'm just happy that they did so much competition build at the wide receiver position, at the running back yeah. position. Because, I, I, you know, yeah. Jonathan Stewart's not going to want to be off the field. Yeah. Fozzie Whitaker still got to compete. I mean, those yeah. guys still got to compete. Well, yeah. And we haven't really changed up that running back room since – I mean, it's, once D'Angelo left, it's been the same guys. It was yeah. Jay Stu, Fozzie. They added Gaffney. They added Barner, but they never latched on. And they add – Cameron Artis Payne, and he didn't really have to play that Super Bowl year. But yep. now, look, they added more athleticism on the team. Yeah. You know, we couldn't get any separation. I think Cam had to throw the ball. I think his receivers only created like one yard of separation per completion that he had, which is the worst, by far, worst in the NFL. That's yeah. why these picks are the exact opposite of that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The past two years, it's been big guys, big guys. Understandably so, because of Cam. But then they realized, oh crap, we need some speed on that yeah. team too. Yeah. And and hey, we lose Ted Ginn, but we, everybody was th- throwing a hissy fit. But now I think we got guys that will replace, if not be better than him. Yeah. Some people were saying, yeah, Curtis Samuel's even better. They kind of liked him to the Percy Harvin mold when yeah. Percy was yeah. with yeah. Uh, Urban Meyer down in Florida. He's even probably a better version than Ted Ginn, not necessarily route running. Things like that. Yeah. But you gotta have better yeah. head, hands than Ted Ginn. I, mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think a lot of people have more, better hands than Ted yeah. Everybody in this room might have better hands than Ted <laughs> You know, so it's 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 good. I think I mean, even Curtis Samuel's gonna make competition at the receiver position. Yeah. I mean, even in the offseason, I mean they went and got out, got a couple of veterans. So it's gonna yeah. make Russell Shepard yeah, and Charles Johnson. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. gonna make Funches compete, it's gonna make KB compete, even though even the way he's been eating, he feels like he's not gonna be able to compete. <laughs> but I'm 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 excited about Training camp and just yeah. everything, man. And like I said, last year coming off the Super Bowl, it sounds it felt like we didn't go out and do some of those things. We yes. lost more than we gained. And yeah, you're not always going to get those big additions, but it felt like some positions were just kind of handed to players, and they didn't. But now this year, they bring in guys. Like, okay, let's get it going. Let's 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 fire it up. You so, know, even like that undrafted rookie uh, Fred Ross from Mississippi State, yeah. apparently one of the best SEC receivers in the last four years. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell you somebody that I really like. Was the linebacker we got from Clemson? Oh yeah, because I didn't even know he went undrafted. Yeah, and that was one of the most interesting undrafted guys. I thought. I think he's just really small. He's like he's not. He's he's not terribly fast. He didn't run fast at all. He ran like a. A four eight, I think. In today's NFL, like and think about what the Falcons are doing with their linebackers, but we're well, doing. And Hassan yeah. Reddick, the guy who went early first to the Cardinals, the Cardinals yeah. ran like a four five. Mm-hmm. So there's a big jump in there, and of course, like you said, you got to have these athletic freaks because these matchup problems are real. Yes. Like now it is. It's, it's literally can our guys beat your guy one on one. And that's how you know. That's how you end up getting it. You know. Don't be surprised if he comes in as another Colin Jones and comes in as a great special teams player. No, I think that's what he's got to do. Yeah, yeah, he's He's going to replace AJ. Well, Mayo's going to move into that AJ Klein role, and he's going to move into the role that Mayo has now. You know, but it's 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 true. But and you got to think about everybody, not only just in our division, but in a lot of divisions, are going to be 
faster because you got a lot of quarterbacks that are faster. There's a lot of running backs that are faster. I mean, there's there's mat- matchups. You really yes. alluded to that. So it's like, okay, if you got a quarterback that's fast, you see what everybody in our division went and got. Fast defensive end. Slow and quarterback, line. Julio Jones roasts you for 400 it, yards. Hey, we're not going to discuss Then you get your job lost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And now he's in Cincinnati. Well, you know, you know, hanging out with Joe Mixon. So, yeah, you know, that entire team. Yeah. Yeah. So, our entire division is a, is good. Yeah. Yes. I wouldn't be shocked if both wild cards come from the NFC South this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's an extreme possibility. I can see that. I can see that. I mean, I mean, you got to think about I mean, nine and seven might win the division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would just, just be teams, yeah, beating each other up. Yeah, I think. I mean, yeah. I think we're gonna take care of. Who do we play? The NFC North yep. this year, and then I forget which and AFC is the Patriots. AFC. AFC. So, I mean, yeah. so we we'll, have some scrub teams in each of those divisions. Yeah. I mean, Vikings. And this is and this is still so early. We yeah. all know when injuries happen and stuff yeah. happens, and I really think that the Falcons are gonna have a hangover like no other. They have to. The, yeah, the way they lost that Super Bowl has never been done before, and even though they look like they improved. But they lost their whole offensive coordinator. Like true they lost their whole offensive like like coaching staff. Yeah, I don't think you can ever be that healthy ever again. I mean, they their offensive line didn't miss yeah. a snap yeah. until that playoff game when when his old buddy Max ankle got rolled up on. Yeah. And he ended up playing the Super Bowl with it, but yeah, no, I, I think it'll be something. But today also, well, that's it. Before we go completely off the draft, what does everybody think? Kind of, I thought it was interesting that a lot of players with issues, like. Either you know issues and why actually like Mixon went in the second round. Yes, it's about where I guess everybody thought it would be, but still that video was pretty daunting. Yeah. D.D. Westbrook gets taken, I think, third or fourth round by Jacksonville. Um, the dude from Florida who knocked out that one girl still got Caleb taken in the rounds. Yeah, and then who's the guy that went to Oakland when in Conley. the first Conley. round? Conley in the first That's what I was more high. surprised with the fact that he got drafted a first round, all that money coming yeah. off, you know. Granted, whether it's true or not, the allegations, but still. And then Mr. Kind of, Irrelevant, the last guy drafted. Yeah, Chad Kelly. Yeah, same thing. Problems. I just thought it was very interesting with the NFL nowadays with being so worried about the Greg Hardy scenario that they're still willing, as long as you got talent, we'll take a chance. So what's it. different from what Joe Mixon did to Ray Rice? It's, there's not any. And why is yeah. Joe Mixon on? Besides the age. That's, I, that's, 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 that's what it could yeah. be. I mean, Ray Rice would have been in his 30s. Right. And you know the shelf life of a running back. Right. This guy's 20, 21. So I guess – that would be the difference. Yeah. Um, but I'm just interested to just see. I mean, like, yeah, I, I think you kind of alluded to that. Like, what are you guys' thoughts on, like, like that happening? Did you anticipate that many people with so many issues to still kind of go where you anticipated them to go? I mean, now, granted, if Joe Mixon didn't have any of those issues, he may have went he first round. He, he might have been here. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. you can argue that versus yeah. Christian McCaffrey. Because right. they say he's the best running back right. in the draft. Right. Yeah. I think it's all team specific. Like you knew the Bengals were going to take a risk on a certain yeah. player. You been knew, doing it for you. I mean the yeah. Raiders, that's yeah, the that's surprise. The Raiders, so I think yeah. it kind of granted how high they went maybe was a little surprising, but the fact that certain teams picked those players isn't really surprising. You kinda And I, I'm kinda glad come that we didn't as Panther fans didn't have to be put in that you know, that predicament of you know, especially like last year with the whole um, Tyreek Hill scenario. You know, you're seeing all what he did, punch his pregnant girlfriend, da da da, and now you're back there cheering for him to win you a game. Yeah. It's like that. It's just that double thing. Like, oh, yeah. you feel bad cheering for this guy, but then you realize, like, 
if that was my daughter or sister or mother or whatever, you'd be like yeah. furious. Which is why I'm kind of glad we're Panthers fans because you know those players are not even on our board to begin yeah. with. Yeah. So yeah. You don't really have to worry about yeah. sort of that dilemma. We've there. gone through enough to yeah. learn from that that yeah. hopefully it doesn't, yeah, which should happen. Which is why I knew that a lot of those guys, and I mean, people were wanting, because I know I was talking to a couple of my buddies, they wanted D.D. Westbrook. Yeah. But like, I was just like, it's just something yeah. like, like, they're not going to bring those guys mm-hmm. in. After what we just had to deal with with Hardy and yeah. then what we've had in the past with Fred Lane Caruth. and you well, know, Ray Caruth. Like, I had a lot of friends that kept saying Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook, and I was like, the Panthers aren't even looking at him. Now the Panthers aren't even looking at I don't even think they even brought him in. They didn't. No. And they wouldn't. He had too many in the back backfield issues. That Yeah, it's, and it's, it was a safe pick, and I mean, I, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, yeah. and I mean, I think – at the end of the day, McCaffrey's just going to have such a better all-around career. I agree. Um, yeah. Just being able to return kicks, punts, receiver. And then people said that he was the best receiver in this draft, and he's a running back. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, and he's wearing number 22, so and I love that number. So yeah. I, I Well, now, Lou Young just got cut today. He had 25, so hopefully let's see if he doesn't change. He might jump over to 25. You think, oh, really? Well, he wore five in college. so And, and you know, that's the number that I thought he was going to get. But I Lou Young get had it. Lou Young had it, and he just got cut The people have ordered jerseys the last couple of days. Maybe I guess so. They, they, already changed already changed it. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't print them yet. They were still just waiting, waiting. <laughs> um, but, yeah, also, I just this draft, it, it seemed like – all together to put a little bow on it. One thing I always, you know, after every every draft, it sounds like every team's going to win the Super Bowl. Of course. And then half, you know, two years in the league, half your players are gone. Yeah. And, you know, these players either pay, don't pan out or whatever, which leads us to the point of today we cut Trey Boston, who now from that 2014 draft, there's only two players left, Kelvin Benjamin and Trey Turner. Yeah. Everybody else is gone. So it's just wow. That was just three years ago, and we only got two of those guys left out of the five or six that we had drafted. Yep. So before we get into the Kelvin Benjamin extra contract year that is added on, is it a shock you guys think that they cut Trey Boston? I mean, was it? I mean, me. I'm a, I'm a Tar Heel fan too, and I liked him when he was at Carolina. John did not like. See, him. I was, was the opposite. I remember watching him at Carolina. <laughs> like, yeah, he just getting roasted. I was. Remember, I get updates while I was at the pool when uh, when we drafted him. I was like, "Are you sure we drafted yeah. Trey Boston <laughs> fourth or fifth round, or was it sixth? fourth round? Fourth, fourth round. round. I, was like, yeah. I didn't like him coming out of Carolina, and I was actually surprised he did as well as he did. Yeah, his first cup. He wasn't terrible. It's not like actually no, he wasn't terrible. terrible. He wasn't terrible. Yeah. But I was surprised that he actually did as well as he did the first couple of years. So now it's not surprising to me, yeah, I, in particular because of the free agent signing of Mike Adams. Yep. Yeah. Kind of a shock to them. That I remember when we took him, and John was always like, "This guy, I have no idea why he's there." I was like, "Give him a chance." And then they finally started him in that year we went seven eight and one, and he was okay. Yeah, and he had some moments. Our Super he had Bowl some moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but that Super Bowl year though was when the next year they brought in Kirk Coleman, and they were like, "Oh, it's going to be a competition." Roman Harper will have the strong safety, Kirk Coleman, and he got beat out by him. And we're thinking, "Oh wow, I thought he he definitely took over that spot at the end of last year." Yeah, you know, yeah. all the way to the playoffs. And then, like, he just seemed to make a big play. Like, in the Kansas City game, he made that crazy pick. And then in the in the uh, Raiders game, he messes up coverage, and A.J. Klein gets – which yeah, I never saw A.J. Klein yeah. should have been on Crabtree, but that's a whole other argument. Yeah. But he was completely – he should have been doubling them, and he wasn't there and, and cost us a 67-yard bomb, per se. And So he was just inconsistent. He was okay. He was an okay backup situational safety. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, the re- the reason why I was kind of shocked is because okay, who do you have to bring in behind? That was my one. Yeah, our starting safety. And I mean, I I think you could have kept him 
and then maybe brought somebody else in another veteran and kind of competed. And then once training camp started after few weeks few weeks in the preseason, then if you wanted to let them go and let the other veteran in. But, I mean, I'm assuming they might try and have somebody else that they're going to bring in. That was the only concern I had about cutting Trey Boston. All yeah. the other guys I understood, but Trey Boston, I'm like, man, you yeah. you probably could have had a shot at least until training camp. I agree. So, I mean, my thing is I wouldn't have been surprised if he was cut if we had drafted in safety. Yeah. Yeah. That would that yeah. would not have been Thank surprising. You. But today when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's a little weird. I guess Dean Marlowe. Yeah, you got to stay healthy, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. geez. And then I know we have some guy from last year that we brought off the practice squad. I don't remember his name. Trayvell Dixon. Yeah. I think that's his name. Um, and so we'll see. I mean, again, this shows me that Dave's like, I'm tired of what we had. Let's try to see if we can find something better. Yeah. Give yeah. these young guys a chance and see. Hopefully, Mike Adams stays healthy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, to Gail's point, too, right now, a reason it was surprising, not only did we not draft one, yep. but it's the weakest position on our yeah. roster, to yeah. be honest. Like, yeah. yeah, Kirk Coleman's good, but really Mike Adams, 30, what, four, five, yeah. six, yeah. whatever yeah. he is. It shows you how much Gettleman cares about safety. That's yeah. exactly. if, if there's a pass rush and we have good corners, is safety really he does that not value. Yeah. He yeah. does not value the safety position at all. Nope. He doesn't value defensive backs at all. He finally has changed that a little bit. I mean, he was forced to last year mm-hmm. draft. Three guys in the draft because yeah, yeah. there was nobody on the roster. Yep. I think they planned on taking a safety in this draft, and their board it just never fell to them as a guy they liked. Now they still there's eight safeties on the roster. As crazy as that sounds, wow! But I think this now makes you know with the draft in the corn elder, this now uh, to me takes Colin Jones completely out of that backup nickel role where he's terrible at, mm-hmm. puts him as maybe the primary backup safety. Okay. And then you look at that Trayvell Dixon guy they had, Dean Marlowe, if he can stay healthy. The worst thing right. about Liam Marlowe is, good Lord, he missed all the training camp last year. Mm-hmm. He missed the first two or three games. They put him out there, and the first time he was gunning down the field, he pulls his hamstrings after the season. Mm-hmm. If he stays healthy. But I think there was an interesting part. His contract, because of his playing time, went from 790000 up to $1.7 million. Trey's? Yeah, Trey's did. Yeah. I don't think they valued him at one. Obviously, they didn't value him at one. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> for a backup safety. You know, so they save a million seven on the roster and the salary cap. And I guess, you know, I think that cut was coming. It looks like regardless if they drafted one or not. Yeah. We'll see. They moved that, that Bletching, Brian Bletching guy who's a yeah. linebacker. They've moved him back to safety. He was a safety in college. Maybe they go out if, you know, it's, this seems like one of those positions where when they go out after final cuts, a team makes a cut on a veteran and they go out and get a guy. Maybe they'll even do a trade. You know, I think Andy Lee last year. They That's true. He was, a, he was a, a trade right there before the camp. Not to say so. we're going to get Calvin Pryor, but he's on the trading block. That's you know, true. Yeah. I could still see That's some cuts true. down the road where they can yep. fill the spot, but as of sort of the status of the safeties now, it is a little surprising. Oh, it's, it's definitely it's, – it's, it's the weak link. If, yeah. Like you said, if – if Mike Adams goes down or Kirk Coleman goes down, you're going, oh, buddy. Yeah. Let's, yeah. But you're just hoping that the pass rush can get back there and you don't have to worry about those deep balls. But, that you know, that's a big thing as well. So, now that Calvin Benjamin picks up the option today. <laughs> I, I, I'm cool with it. I think you uh, – uh, to me, unless the player you took in the first round has completely underperformed, you decline it. But to me, you might as well pick it up. Yeah. At $8.5 million for a starting wide receiver, go for it. Pick it up. Let's see what he does. I have a love-hate relationship with Kevin Benjamin. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of Panther fans do. But the guy has almost 2,000 yards in two seasons, two full seasons. Yep. So, I mean, he pr- he produces. Yeah. And, you know, now with the additions of McCaffrey and Samuels, I think it will free him up a little bit. To, exactly. Uh, it's my hope. And maybe he'll be back to that rookie form after the injury and everything. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I would say I, I, you can't. I was wearing a Kelvin measurement. I, I, <laughs> um, I'm a huge fan of him. I, I really wanted him when mm-hmm. he came out. So um, it does pain me to see that this guy is overweight. Um, and I hope that he gets to where he needs to get. But I, there's no way you can't pick up his option. Sure. I mean, he's been yeah. very valuable in the red zone. Um, you know, when you need, when it's third and four, third and five, he's going to turn around. He's going to turn around and you pray he catches it yeah. at the time. But, you know, um, I'm I'm okay with it. Um, the only thing I just concern myself with is just his weight, um, and I know we've talked about it, and, and you, of course everyone's heard about it. Just as far as he's up close to 280, which I don't know if that's really hey, true. Hey, Rivera said that wasn't true. True, I, I, yeah, but, but I mean, he he, if he's at 270, yeah, you know. But I, I think he'll get it down, and, and he'll be be good to go. And, and if anything, with these new additions. He's really going to get it down because he's got to know. Okay, well, look, I got to compete too because yeah. just because they picked up my option doesn't mean I'm in the clear. It doesn't mean I'm going to get the ball either. So exactly. You know, that's it. That's it. it like Duvall, I think you brought a good point. He does. You know, let's still go to it. Cam is one big flaw that we've seen. He throws it high. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. You know, he's tried to improve and he got better, but he's still. That's why they went out and got those big receivers and punches. And 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 Kelvin Benjamin and Greg Olson six five and they try to get some bigger undrafted guys or whatever. And he like I think he made that was it the fourth down catch was it against the Niners late or who yeah, was it last that. year he was fourth and twelve and he made that miraculous catch over the middle he jumps on his head and he still makes a, a big play every now and then that you're just like holy smokes even on against the Bucks that very last drive he caught a I think a seventy six yard pass or sixty something yard pass yep. caught a fourth down pass on that drive and kept going so he shines when he wants to shine but mm-hmm. then you got him against the Raiders game when they took him out and he's slamming his helmet down on the sideline so yep. it's a mix of both it's a Jekyll and Hyde per se yeah and I you know for him you just, you can't five six five receivers like that that at mm-hmm. least have his you can't you just can't find him right. not like like not every every year you're gonna get, oh there's a six five guy let's see him do it because at least he's Someone knows what he's doing out there. Yeah. So yeah. I'm cool with it. I, I thought that was a smart move because again, if you if he comes out and just burns it, then you just go you cut him. You can cut him before March yeah. of the next year, and you don't. It doesn't cost you anything. So rather be safe than sorry. Right. That's that's true. You yeah. know. So I'm, I'm I'm excited about it. And like I said, this is this is just gonna really fuel him. I think. Um, and I, I'm just behind him because I was a huge fan of him. And I'm still a huge fan of him. Um, not saying I'm picking up in fantasy football, but um, I mean I'm just I just I just hope he's able to get everything going. And when he's rocking and rolling, and him and Cam are on the same page, I mean yeah. he, they, they're pretty unstoppable. So um, just adding a couple of extra pieces, I think, like Jacob said, is just kind of really going to free him up. It's going to give him an opportunity to really thrive. And maybe the safety may have to come up into the box and have to guard McCaffrey. And then when he goes to that out route and KB comes for that slant. If he can break that one tackle, he might yeah. be going for 40, 50 yards yeah. with, you know, with no problem. So um, that's my thought on it. Yeah. There's no doubt you have to pick up the fifth year. Yeah. I, I don't know if he's a definite number one in this league, but the guy has a lot of value and mm-hmm. his size and his red zone threat and his big playmaking ability. You have to pick it up. Yeah. And the fact that people are making such a big deal about this and the Panthers waited until the last day. Yeah, get to, to pick it up. Night. Oh, yeah. Tuesday night. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, like we mentioned, all these other players are getting cut left and right. You know, the status quo ain't going to really keep you around. I think yeah. this might be a wake-up call for him to sort of, you know, get everything in shape. And like, you know, like Jacob said, even if this is kind of a prove-it year for him. Yeah, yeah. regardless. Yeah. If he does well, great. Pick up the option, have him play the fifth year and negotiate yeah. a new contract. If he doesn't, 
cut bait and yeah. pick up a new number I mean, one somewhere it's else. It's a way, like I said, to me, it's a way to just protect yourself as a team. Yeah. Unless you really, really thought, you know, like like a Teddy Bridgewater scenario where yeah. his injury is so messed up and it, it's injury protected. So and he's going to, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be injured. You know, you just, you just got to, Sammy Watkins, same way. They don't really know if they want to pay him because he hasn't been able to play a whole season. So to me, Kelvin's only downfall has been that knee injury. And now he's just, I guess, his off-season program, he's just not eating the right food, which we've all been there. We've all been in LB and been out of shape trying to get back into it. So, you know, it's just a common American American problem, you know? Yeah. Chip out. Chip out will get to you. He had too much brown chips, too much, too much beer down at the breweries, you know? Yeah. Went back down to Florida, probably had some good beach time. And yeah, that's it. I kind of want to go back to what you said. Yeah. Uh, you were talking about Rivera kind of coming out and saying 280 wasn't right. Yeah. Well, Rivera is a player's coach through and through. Mm-hmm. I think he totally avoids the question if something went wrong. Obviously, there's something going on with Kelvin. Oh, I think, and I think yeah. they want it out there. Because your point, John, they want Kelvin to know yeah. he's got to step up yeah. this year. And he's got to he's got to prove it. He's I don't think it was probably 280, but I'm sure it was like 260. Yeah. Yeah. It was in here just like 265, which he's already mm-hmm. big. He doesn't have speed. Mm-hmm. So that's a extra. And they say, well, they want to play it at 245, 250. That's, that's going to slow him down even yeah. more if he's at 260. Yeah. Because the way Rivera answered it, he kind of felt like, damn, 280, that just makes him look like a left tackle yeah. or, or a tight end. <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. bad for that. But, hey, he is out of shape. Yeah. I'll, I'll admit that report. He's not 280. And we've talked. And like you said, and he does do that a He'll do that once in a while. To right. a player, he thinks underperform. I mean, he did it with Josh Norman saying Josh Norman. Tony Ely all the time. All he the time. said it last year about Benjamin. Benjamin came into camp overweight last year. Yeah. They didn't make a big deal about it, but he did say something about yeah. it. Yeah. He, he was just kind of like, oh, he's coming off the knee injury, yeah. you know, slower this and that. He hasn't been able to go hard. But, yes, he, he does do that mm-hmm. to just kind of, hey, we are paying attention, and we'll, we'll put the fire out. We'll give you the right information so you can write about right. that. Instead of you going, you know, somebody – who says he's 280 now is, oh, Benjamin's ballooned to 300. Yeah. Like, okay, well, let's just yeah. calm down on that. But Well, you know, I, I sit back and I think I, I think KB's been overweight every year. Because if you think back, I mean, I know he had issues at Florida State, but he was overweight when he blew out his knee. Yep. You know, so yep. that's something that he should be like, I can't be overweight because he because I think he was hurt. I think was it was his hamstring or something his before. His hamstrings were having issues. And then, yeah. then like right after that, when they had that joint practice, he blew out his knee, and he was overweight. Then that's why he pulled his muscle. Yeah, you know. So I think he's had weight issues. And I was listening to something. Yeah, earlier. I went back to Florida State. And yeah, redshirted his freshman year at Florida State because he was too big. Too too big. Yeah. yeah. And and I think like I've heard I heard something earlier today where it's just like there's two types of people in the league. Either there's guys that have trouble keeping weight on, and there's have guys that have trouble keeping weight off. Yeah. And I think he's one of those guys that's got to really fight to keep his weight off, yeah. you know, and just really work at it. You know, but I don't know because he doesn't have the frame to where he's going to be real cut up. He's not one of those big receivers as far as muscle is concerned. He's just a tall, six five, solid guy. Yeah. Right. So he's really got to make sure that his weight is right and he's eating right and he's doing what he's supposed to do. So um, I think he'll get it right. I hope so. I think with him it's just – He's got it. He's still. He's only. He still is twenty six, which is pretty old for a guy that's only been in the league for three years. I didn't even know he was that old. Yeah. So coming out to me, yeah, because he redshirted and then he stayed and this and this. But to me, it's got to be to the point where he's got to be like, all right, I'm gonna use some of this millions that I have. Hire you a personal trainer or or a dietitian or a chef who's cooking all your stuff for you. Yeah. So I mean, of course, and we're all at one point go out and you get that double cheeseburger late at night. You eat this. You eat that. But at least somebody during the off season that says, okay. 
yeah, you can have your two weeks off because the football season's long and it's fucking tough and this and that. Yeah. But hey, let's make sure you're not ballooning back because, especially in this day and age, back 30 years ago, training camp was to get you in shape. Yeah. Now, you have to show up to training camp in shape because they're not getting you in shape in training camp. They don't have two weeks to get you in shape. you got to be fired up, ready to go July 26th. The practices are cut down. The they might come exactly. Yeah. 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 So you got to be ready to go. And luckily, they have this all-season conditioning program. He still should have probably showed up in a little bit better shape. But not everybody's going to be in their peak physical shape right now or season shape right now. So. Yeah, that's true. Like you mentioned, with the money and the fact – let's not act like the Panthers can't provide him all these resources that he that's wants true. to do anyway. Yeah. So, like – Honestly, this is your job. There's no reason yes. you shouldn't be in shape. That's true. I agree. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. All right, like you said, after the season, take your take your time, go on vacation, you know, relax, chill out. Yeah. But when it, I mean, when it's time to work, you got to work, especially when you get paid. They're paying you a lot of money to, to be in shape. And yeah. that second contract's right around the corner. You yeah. think yeah. you would want to be earning that yeah. second contract. Yeah. And not only that, we had a our unfortunately our season ended kind of early. So like. I mean, he had January, February, March. Yeah, like he, playoffs. Yeah, like he could have he could have had January and February to do whatever he's gonna do. And March, he could have got right. Yeah, and wouldn't have we wouldn't have this issue. But he can't wait till April, May. Well, this is May now, and he's like, oh, okay. Well, now I guess I got to try and do something because July is around the corner. Yeah, you know. So um, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I. You know, that's that's negatives out of it, but I still think out of the draft, it's just it's gonna be. Fantastic to see how they put these pieces together yeah. on the field for offense. Because thirty points a game. <laughs> well, well, we, we averaged more than that for the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, yeah, 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 that's like yeah. thirty-two. And we only we averaged like twenty-six, I think, this past year. So like yeah. a, we were like a whole touchdown less that's than we were the year yeah. before. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I know I'm, I'm kind of going back to the number one pick because oh, I mean, cool. I'm just I'm just big on McCaffrey. So what do you guys think? Or uh, expect his role to be this year? Like, I mean, I know we talked about how, like, the impact, but, like, as far as touches, as far as, you know, plays are, like, do you think it'll be so much to the point where, I mean, it could put us back in Super Bowl contention? And, I mean, I know it's kind of early. Yeah. But, I mean. I Never mean, too early. Never too early. You know, but I, is, is that is he the piece that kind of could get us over that hump? Because, of course, you know, in the Super Bowl two years ago, it was when Stewart went down and we couldn't get the running game going and we became predictable. Yeah. You know, would he be kind of the counter to where it's like, okay, we can't have a Von Miller or whoever the case is coming off the edge every time because you got to account for him. Yeah. You think he could be that or it could be Curtis that, That's the, the, the key to it is what you said is we had no – we haven't had a screen game slash quick pass game in a long time just because that wasn't what Shula yep. did. So, yes, how do you combat a Von Miller? You throw quick screens or quick slants and we didn't do that. Yeah. I think what was very interesting, and if you read Peter King's article on SI, he broke down and Shula's quote was, how many completions did Tom Brady have to his running backs in the Super Bowl? 14. So I think that's where you're looking at this offense is going to go, to look at running backs. And we got to get Cam to dump because sometimes he holds on to the ball too long and wants to complete the 70-yard bomb instead of taking the, taking the little throw down that could either get you four yards or get you 17 yards or get you 40 yards. Yeah. So that's going to be the athletes, exactly. Yeah. That's what the, this evolution is going to be. It's retraining this whole offense. To where, of course, yeah, everybody loves to see a ninety-yard bomb. But yeah, it's, it'd be even cooler if you see Christian McCaffrey catch a, a three-yard dump pass and go forty-five to get yeah. a first down or a touchdown. So that's what I think is very interesting. Is is, is Shula going to take this offense and evolve it to something that we have not seen yet? And that's to be old. And I hope he does because it ha- that's the new NFL now. It's quick hitting. Make the other people make mistakes. I, I think this team. 
is closer to the 15-1 team than the 6-10 team. I think last year was a little bit of a hiccup, but I think this team has... It was hangover. It was hangover, yeah. But if you look at last year, there's five or six games that should have been gone, should have gone out of way. Well, there were were seven games we lost by three or less, so they could have swung the pendulum. Yeah, yeah. So I I think this team is a lot closer to 15-1 than uh, 6-10. I think McCaffrey and the entire offseason, this is the first time since Gettleman's been here where I feel like he's actually addressed needs. Yes, that's true. That's fair, and holes that we have. Yeah. And I, I, I truly believe McCaffrey's part of it, the dump-down aspect, and yeah. Samuel in the slot aspect. We've never had a slot receiver. I mean, Kadri a little bit, but he's not technically yeah. a real slot receiver yeah. in the NFL. And I, I, I think they are. I think it's definitely closer to the 15-1 team than the 6-10 team. I think specific to McCaffrey, you're going to kind of see two things. One, at least for the running game, I think you're going to see a split kind of not as heavy as 50-50, but maybe something like – when D. Will and Stewart there, where Stewart's kind of taking the lead role, McCaffrey's still getting a lot of sort of steady touches at running back. Okay. And I think with McCaffrey and Samuel, you're going to see a lot of specific calls played yes. for them to get them touches. Yes. So not necessarily just running plays yeah. or top balls, but yeah. actually plays designed up to get them in space to make plays. Yeah. So I think that's sort of a big thing for all offense, which we didn't have before. No. Which yeah. could kind of caught up. Well, we were slow last year. Yeah. And, and nobody was scared of anybody at all, besides Greg Olson. But, again, you could let him – we lost plenty of times with him getting 12 receptions for 140 yards and two TDs because nobody else could do anything. Yeah, yeah. So, I think McCaffrey's your punt returner. He was the best punt returner in the nation last year in, in, in college football. Yeah. So, you put him there. Return man, we'll see if they put Samuel back there. Rivera obviously doesn't want McCaffrey. You remember what I picked on return, return man, kickoff returns every time. But he said, hey – it's the same way when AP came in the league, Adrian Peterson. Yeah. They threw him back there on kick return every once in a while, and he busted off a 100-yarder. If they're feeling it, if McCaffrey comes up to the special team coach, like, yo, I'm feeling it. I'm sure they ain't going to worry about it. They'll throw yeah. him back there. No, they right, yeah. bust a long one because – and I think he'll also – on punt return, he's going to improve. We've had a modest 9.7 yards. I think he, he makes that. Now teams are either going to not kick to him or you kick to him, and he's getting 14, 15 yards. Not everyone, but at least – he gets that threat of better, better field position. That's another first down he don't have to get. Yeah. So, and I think, like, of John's point, they're going to manufacture touches. And the, some of those plays you watch of, of Samuel and McCaffrey where they can motion them and then do a little bit of the, the read, read option but yeah. still drop Cam back. And then you got to cover both of those guys plus Greg Olsen and the other big dudes. It well, should be fun. Imagine being a defensive coordinator, Benjamin out wide, Funches or Samuel out wide. Uh, Greg Olson line up a tight end, and in the backfield are you Cam Newton, John Stewart, and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. You motion out McCaffrey out to the slot. Who are you going to guard? Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do it's as matchups. a defensive coordinator? There's no linebackers that can cover McCaffrey or Olson. Yeah. Right. So you're, you're going to have to dedicate right a safety. Yeah. Well, then you're hoping, as I said, this should improve Benjamin. So now Benjamin's getting one on ones. He should be able to match Be-ish. up. Yes. Yes. Same with Funches. Same with now they got to catch the ball. Because yeah. <laughs> how many times we see Funches and Benjamin drop so many passes where you're like. Like, you know, come on. Yeah, so, you get open, but you can't uh, catch it yet. Yeah. Your prediction? Funches has a, a career. I, I, I feel like goes. we were saying this last <laughs> year. <laughs> we, were, we were, but I think he has a better year this year. I, I think, I think so, too. Um, I, I I really do. I'm, I'm a huge fan of him, too, man. I, yeah, I, he's got all the receiver shirts. He throws mm-hmm. the ones away that aren't good. I <laughs> got some KB one and out. He's got some Kerry Colbert's and Dwayne Jerry. He does. I do still have See, the I Dwayne Jerry jersey. He gets I, all I, the receivers, yep. and whichever ends up being good, he wears. <laughs> you know, but, yeah, I, I think – I think not only that, I think KB is going to have a really good year, too. Um, I think KB and Funches feed off of one another. Um, I saw in some games, like, 
Funches will make a big play, then KB's wanting the ball, and then he makes a big play. So it's going back and forth. And then he but, eats a cheeseburger. Yeah, then, exactly. You know, <laughs> and then he's going to Yeah. You know, but I, I'm just – I haven't been this excited in a while. Because, I mean, yeah. the 15-1 and season, I wasn't really that excited. Because when KB went down, I was so hurt. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then last year, I was still so torn from the Super Bowl yeah. loss. Yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah. Let's just let's just do well, and then once we get in the playoffs, I just anything can happen. Yeah. That, that was yeah. the worst feeling. Yeah. So now it's just like you know what? I just got this feeling, like you know, it, 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 I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm, I'm really. Well, in. And even last year's draft, you know, we're sitting there and you're waiting for three hours, and yes. finally you're like, okay, are they going to get somebody? And they get Vernon Butler, and nothing against Vernon Butler. Yeah. But it was just kind of like a. It was like if we got Jonathan on this year. Exactly. It was just yeah. kind of like a. Uh, oh, okay. Like, all right, that's cool. And you knew he wasn't going to do a lot with Star and K1 starting. Yes. And then he got hurt like week five, and a high ankle sprain knocks any NFL player out. And he was out for like a you know, out until like the Oakland game in yeah. week 13, yeah. 14. And it was just like, okay. And then did we did we have a second round pick? Could we get in the second round? Oh, Bradbury. So then it was like, and I was excited because I'm like, oh, Brad, a guy from Sanford. I was wrong on that. He actually did pretty good. But still, like, yeah. uh, okay, that was a need pick because we had no corners. They went Worley and Sanchez. And you're just like, oh, they're just All these corners. Like, yeah. yeah. And then they took the, the Sam, Bo Sandlin tight end from Miami or whatever, Montana State. And you just that draft just felt like a, oh, okay, no, nobody really exciting. Which goes like, back to all of last offseason anyways. Oh, same thing. Yeah. 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 Status quo. Yeah. yeah. It just – and, and it looks like finally it was like, oh, okay, if we want to keep our jobs, we got to go out and get Julius Peppers. We got to sign, you know, resign Addison, bring bring in some more competition at safety. Some, you know, and I think, like I said, I like the Mike Adams equivalent to like when they brought Roman Harper in, a steady veteran 100%. that can get the job done, and you yes. can count on him. He's going to be in the right place. Yeah. Yes. Of course, everybody makes mistakes, but he's going to make. More plays than mistakes. But if there's a pass rush and there's good corners, it it's okay. Yeah. That's all I need to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And I think an underrated part of what we really haven't – we touched on a little bit, but not really, is the offensive line. I feel mm-hmm. like the offense – I mean, as much sort of shit as Carolina got for the Khalil <laughs> signing, yeah. he's got to be better than Michael Orr missing half the season. That's true. And then better than Rivers. Mike Rivers, yeah. Yes. yes. Like, I feel like that's going to be an underrated part that we're kind of talking about all these weapons – as long as everybody stays healthy. Yes, that's big key with any sport, anytime, with, anywhere. With the second-round pick, Moten, as yeah. long as everybody stays healthy, this offensive line, I feel like, is going to not only make the additions – or it's going to make the additions better outside yeah. of them just being more skilled. It's going to provide Cam more time. It's going to provide a lot more options for things we didn't and, have And also to play off on that, I'm glad you brought that up because last year's plan at offensive line was – Oh, if Orr gets hurt, we're going to move our suspect right tackle or left tackle. Yeah. That was a terrible plan. You're better at both spots this year. Exactly. Now, okay, yes, we paid a ton for Cleo, but who else are you going to get? Everybody rips Gettleman for Especially not. Especially with Orr's status. Yeah. You had to do but it. But everybody's ripping Gettleman for not going and getting stuff. And then he goes out and makes a big move, and, you're, and people are still ripping him. It's like, Okay, well, who would you want him to take in the draft? Well, people are uh, busting on the contract, but you look, Mike Rimmers got almost a comp for a He did. Years. It's market value. It's market value. It's market value. It is. Exactly. That and especially if left tackles are not coming out and they're not the safe pick anymore in the first round, they're not coming out like they used to be. You're not finding Joe Thomases anymore. No. So you, and it seems to me like Gettleman likes older guys, that veteran guys that he can actually – Count on and put on that line, and he'll like I said, he's only drafted in the four years he's been. He's only drafted two offensive linemen in the in the first two rounds or first three. First three: Trey Turner and now the Moten kid. Okay. Now he's taking three if you consider the fourth round with Daryl Williams. So 
He's not big on developing offensive line because they are slow developing position, and yeah. it's so hard to judge now. He's kind of like, okay, I'll let another team develop them, but then they're going to dump them and I'll pick them up. You know, yeah. so that that seems to be where it goes, and hopefully they can stay healthy because that was a big, big key and, last year. And, and you know, I mean, you can argue Moten might be starting at right tackle this year. True. You know, because I mean that that's a really kind of weak position because you don't really know or status. I know, like John said. Uh, I mean, and even Darrell Williams. Darryl Williams, exactly. Both of his years, he's gotten hurt. His rookie year during the Super Bowl run, he got hurt the second game. Even last year, he got hurt during whatever game was a rope. So to me, it's those things that some players they just get hurt. They just you know, once in a while, you have a player they get an injury, but they can fight back and come over. But sometimes there's players that just constantly are going to miss three to four games a season because that's just how it is. How it I mean, is. yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. So and Carolina gets a lot of flack for how bad their offensive line is, but with with the offensive line they have, if Khalil's halfway decent, they have a pretty good offensive the line. The interior, I think, is one of the top best, in the league. Yeah. I mean, yes. honestly. Well, Trey Turner's one of the best guards in the league. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy that Tyler Larson got some burn last year. I feel confident if Khalil goes out, he's obviously not going to be as good, but he can man that station. Yep. Yes. And then also, if those two guards go out, he can play guard, so it's another flex guy. And that, Darryl Williams. And Darryl Williams. I was going to say, is he able to play guard? So, like you mentioned, tackle. Haven't really stayed healthy, but with Moten kind of taking over the tackle spot, you don't have to worry about kicking kick Turner back out. Well, is is Williams going to get kicked inside to stay so. a backup guard? Should Turner Norwell? Yeah. If I'm not, I think I'm not wrong in this, but I may be. He's played guard in college, right? Yeah. Williams did, or was he drafted as a tackle? He was at Oklahoma as a tackle. He, he was like their he left was. There were two yeah. tackles they had. Yeah. in the same draft. Yeah, and I yeah exactly, and but I think Moten also they projected him. As a starting guard in the NFL, but the Panthers took him as a tackle, which to me, I'm nobody's talking about it right now, but he might be insurance as well at guard Norwell. if Norwell, because they're going to have to either pay Norwell or Turner, yeah, and they're probably going to choose Turner being. Oh yeah, I would prefer Turner, me too. But you, as, you take a guy like that, like Moten, okay, well, if that's a little insurance at my right tackle spot, and he can start all there, then all of a sudden. Hey, if Turner leaves, let's slide this guy in the guard and let's yeah. roll if Daryl Williams is still there or whatever, right tackle. So yeah. nobody's talking about it, but I think that was also a pick of insurance as in a guy that can bump at both just in case, you know, Turner's going to go. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, and they're going to have to. Trey Turner's going to be the free agent signing for this team next year. Next year, you know, yeah. It's, uh, he's going to be huge. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. we don't have to take care of anybody else, but it would no, be. Star yeah. would be the only one. Yeah, Star would be the other one. But Even I think, with Vernon Butler. Star yeah. having injury you issues. You have to let Star go. I'm not. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't. I'd would rather have Trey Turner and K. Yeah. yeah. Then the Star Turner. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. yeah. It's going to be Star Latula and it's going to be uh, Trey Turner are going to be the two guys that are going to be if they're going to work it out. But I feel like they'll probably offer Star a deal and he'll probably want to test the market because they have Quant. They have mm-hmm. Vernon Butler. And I know we're getting far ahead of ourselves. Yeah. But just thinking as far as like Star being able to sign him, salary cap flexibility, yeah. kind of ties in with the McCaffrey pick is the fact that they can save a lot of money next year if they cut Stewart too. Yeah. And so... If well, they, they just get, re-signed him to a two-year deal. Oh, they did. They, maybe they extended it. So I'm guessing out. their plan would be to keep him unless he just totally bums out this year. Yeah. And he but he's, like, how old is he right now? He's 30. He's 30 just turned 30. So... You know, I wouldn't mind him staying around because they, they they padded it out. It's you not kind of face McCaffrey as the one and have yeah. him as this. And at least you got a good veteran guy that you know and can trust. And I think he's still obviously the best pass protecting running back that we have. Yeah. Because he he was one of the best in the league, I think, the past two years. So. And then you can say, shoot, next year they might go out and go get another running back just in case if Stewart oh, yeah. you know walks away after next year yeah. and he could be kind of 
maybe a bruiser kind of like him. I don't know who it would be. I feel like there's but enough bruisers out there you can find in the exactly, agency. Yeah. There yeah. are Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah. Fine. yeah. Oh, no. Christian McCaffrey's a one, like yeah. you said, he's a one kind of generation type guy yeah. that does it all. And you could find an okay running back in the fifth and sixth round. In the, in exactly. The draft. Yeah. 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 No question. No so, question about that. All right, so let's go on to the notebook. I just handed John that. The Triple Whammy Sauce Notebook. If you're first time you're listening, it's a notebook full of a lot of random questions. John and Caleb are going to pick one. All of us will answer it. And Triple Whammy Sauce is your go-to sauce. You can use um, the Beards Watch or Man Cave 704. Get 25% off your order. Yes. And then also, let's see. Let's give a quick shout-out to Trent. Yeah. Trent won the <laughs> Fantasy Mock Draft Challenge this year. I don't know how the hell he won it, but he ended up beating us all. And he won, you know, this past, this past year we finally ended up uh, getting Trent won? Trent won, I yes. How that happen? Man. I have no idea. He, he got cheat codes or something. Yeah. Jeeves won one. Trent, you know, we're letting the guys who have had some hard times get a couple <laughs> wins in their life, okay? Hey a, bl- hey, hey, a dead clock is right twice a day. Yeah. Right. Blind squirrel finds a nut, too, you know. Yeah, you're all right. Jerry Allen got dethroned there? She, well, she won, too. Duvall won last year. Last year, okay. yeah. And then, so that we've had three different winners in four years. And this year, John, we did a... You had to spend at least a dollar at the gas station. I saw, I saw your Snapchat, all the, all oh, the goods. And no more than five. Yeah. And it was quite weird. Did you know 7-Eleven makes toilet paper? I saw that as part of the that. So that was mine. I bought that, and then I bought like a 39-cent Slim Jim, and then I bought a Steel Reserve. Yeah. So, and then we had that. We had like a burger maker, some wine. I did not even see the burger maker. Yeah, it was in there, and... and some scratch offs. Trent ended up winning like ten bucks off dollar scratch offs. What? That was the prize of that. Yeah. So, so hey, it was a good little time. Did and you then, get a question? There was John? some kind of beer that I, I mean, some kind of something I thought was a four loco, but it wasn't a four. <laughs> a juice. Scary. A juice was in there. Yeah. Oh, it scared me. Yeah. Yeah, I got one. All right. Made you. Would you would you have rather have a never ending boner or constant sunburn? Ooh. Is that the one you were going to take? No. Here, <laughs> give him that pen so he can cross it out or check it off. I, ooh, I'm going to have to go. God, I hate sunburn. But see, if you go with the never ending boner, does that mean you ever, do you ever get it off? I'm like, not, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do think too, too. <laughs> I'm just saying, though. Like, that's because, like, you just. I guess the guy was talking to somebody who's had erectile dysfunction and, and got that going. Yeah, but dude. I'm <laughs> painful, right? Yeah. I, I'm just going to go with the sunburn, even though I hate sunburn, because you can walk around with no shirt on and just be an ass, but I'll go with sunburn. Because I don't, that'd be, I guess you have to like get tape and tape it down when you go to work. If yeah. you have the never ending, you know? That's just <laughs> For some reason, I want to say a never-ending boner because I've never had sunburn. So, oh, <laughs> so, so, I, I, so I would probably say that, and I would probably find some kind of pair of underwear that would kind of soothe it. Um, I would probably, I'd probably hey, wear what you're doing with this. Yeah, I would probably wear a lot of sweatpants that would kind of just kind of you know. But yeah. I would probably say the never-ending boner. Okay. Both of them sound terrible. I know. Yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> but I know what it feels like to step in a shower with sunburn, and it's the worst feeling in the world. So I'm going to say I'd rather have a boner every day. Right. That's for sure. John? Oh, man. I don't was know. that anybody's question, by the way? Was there a name next there to it? There wasn't a name next oh, okay. to it. I'm thinking sunburn just because I'm in a suit all day, and so if I have to rock a boner to client meetings and everything, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little awkward. So. All right, that's what I was thinking. I can explain the way sunburn consistently. Yeah. <laughs> those are both terrible, though. Yeah, those sound awful. All right, you want me to read mine? Mm-hmm. Okay, if you had the chance to go back in life to learn one skill, what would it be? Ooh. For now. Um, 
cash. I have no learner skill. Maybe how to like oh successfully like if you could learn at a young age how to like successfully buy and trade stocks regularly and just make a ton of money. Like, cause you know how you have to monitor that stuff so closely. Yeah. That that might be it. Something like that, or something to do with every engineer I know always has a job and they never don't like if they're out of a job they have one immediately so maybe be better at math than what I was so that cheated off John a lot he kind of <laughs> do a lot of math classes because I just I hated math and was terrible at it so mine's sort of along the same line I think I'd rather be really skilled at like computers and programming because okay. like so many people make so much money yeah. off of that stuff yeah. like I know enough to get around technology but as far as like you know, coding, all that stuff. I'm illiterate when it yeah. comes to that stuff. So. Yeah, be the person who made Facebook or Instagram. If I Instagram could learn how to do that. Things, yeah. I, I think me, I would want to be uh, bilingual in all languages along with English. Wow. Just because okay. I would have the ability to basically work any and everywhere. That's a good one. So ah, I think that, that, would be, that would be it for me. Okay. okay. I was going to say be good at stocks and bonds. Yeah. But I'll change mine to cook because I can't boil water. <laughs> 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 so you're hoping to find a girl that can do a yeah. lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Maybe that's why I'm saying Ladies um, wanted so, for Caleb. So, uh, I literally have to go out to eat every, for every meal I ever had. So I, have, so I would like to learn how to cook. What? That seems so simple compared to R3. It is. But, yeah, hey, that, yeah. that's understandable. You have to eat to survive. Yeah. yeah. Goodness. That's All right. Good Anybody got any final words they want to polish this thing off with? Say so keep pounding, man. Got there a good go. season ahead of us. Hopefully, Hopefully. You know, we pull all the pieces together because for a lot of people, coaches, players, Jobs it's kind of one of a shut-up time. Yeah, so. it, is. it is. And we got, what, rookie camp this weekend. this weekend. And then they said McCaffrey won't be there for our – that quarter system. The quarter system because he won't be there until like June 9th. So, hey, but I got, I got, I got a question. Yeah. Outside of the McCaffrey pick, um, and all the off-season acquisitions and everything that we've done, what, who, are what were you are you most excited about this year outside of McCaffrey? So could it be you know for me, I, I think I'm most excited about the return of Julius Peppers. Yeah. Like I mean, he's one of the, one of my favorite Panther players. And I'm interested to see how he does and how he grooms the new um, rookies and just kind of just takes over. And just this is his last ride. So I'm really more excited about that more than anything else. Getting nostalgia factor over there. Yes, yes. I'll go Matt Khalil. Okay. Only because if he's good and lives up to this contract, he'll be the biggest piece we signed by far this year. Okay. okay. It's something we haven't had since Gross. So, kind of stole yeah. my thunder, but those are two of the things I was most yeah. excited about. I would say... <laughs> How Keekly comes back from the concussion? Because yeah. I mean, he honestly didn't play the last what six games, six games of the yeah. season. Yeah. So is he going to be as aggressive, as reckless, as confident as he was before? And are we going to see lingering effects? If he has a concussion week one, week two, I think it's his career. That's he, not going to be a good he, look. He changed his helmet. I noticed that when he was yeah. practicing last year to yeah, that so one too. where the you know the stuff. But I think like we we mentioned it a while ago how. Has he gotten some with somebody on how to change his tackling technique? Because there's guys who don't have concussions as obvious. You know, obviously all players have probably gotten concussions, but his have been so obvious when he's gotten them. The Jacksonville one where he fell back down, the one where he's crying on TV on the Saints. Like it, it, those have been big, big ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm interested to see. Like I said, are they going to go? If you go to training camp, are they going to be doing different drills? Are they going to be working on his head placement? On tackles, is he gonna like you said? Is he gonna be hesitant because I mean, he plays with such a reckless abandonment that 
you hopefully you don't want to lose that because that kind of lose him as at least the last, you want his mind free to make plays, yes. not worrying yeah. about what's going to happen. Yes. And, 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 yeah, and I think he's still that young of a guy. He doesn't realize the ramifications of a concussion. He doesn't have a wife, and he has a girlfriend. He has you know mom and a dad and yeah. a brother. But he doesn't have he doesn't have doesn't a kid have kids, doesn't have to where he's got to worry about that yet. And, and that's how when he answered that last year, people kind of got mad at him because he was like they asked him about because I think it was like a week after somebody committed suicide and one of the former players. And he was like, oh, I don't care about my future right now. Yeah. And that was he's twenty six, has no other thing but football, and then we know he loves that. And that's one of those ones where you kind of cringe like, ooh, I understand what he's saying, but there's a life after football. I want you to be better. I want you not to be a a guy sitting in a dark room in 10 years and you can't yeah, move, you know? True. That's true. But you also, in the fan in me, you're like, oh, I don't want him to be done forever because it's so great to watch him play. Yeah. But what were you going to say, Kevin? I don't remember. No. <laughs> no. I, yeah, I just, I just, I'm just interested in how he's going to end up changing. That That's something, too. For me, outside of McCaffrey, those, those three were all good. I, I just think, overall, I want to see this evolution of the offense. Okay. We've heard it. Since week 17 press conference slash postseason press conference, we saw it this weekend. Is it going to change or is it going to be three series, no touchdowns, and we go back to the same shit that we've been doing? Uh. And and all of a sudden, are they going to get McCaffrey and Samuel designated touches? Is it going to be like we got to at least get him to touch the ball outside of punts seven times a game? Same like, are they going to design plays specifically for him? I mean, like I said, Shula. Shula's name, it's, this is his. Career, mm-hmm. at least in the NFL as an offensive coordinator, this is his last stop. If he can't make this happen, you know, I, I, I don't think he'll be in the pros being an OC anymore. It's the same with Gettleman. You know, Gettleman's yeah. went all in for this. If it doesn't work out, this is his last stop. Yeah, too. His, he's not going to get another fresh GM. No, no, this is his. He's already said this is where he's going to retire. If he's yeah. done with this or gets fired, he this is his last gig on that. He'll probably I mean, a sixty-six-year-old guy, but. It's a, it, there's a lot of those. I, I think it's you know Rivera's last kind of shot. If he's he gonna start winning and get another contract extension, mm-hmm. or do they you know do they lose and then it's a whole kind of clean sweep? Because again, Gettleman has not yet been able to bring in his own guys as a coach. Right, so, you're right. You're I right. think Dave Gettleman kind of hitched his wagon to the Ryan Cleal. Thing. Oh yeah, I yeah. think his career might depend on how that contract plays. Like out. you brought up earlier, this is a Dave Gettleman we've never really seen yep. this past off season. Yep. From the off season to the draft. It's a whole new guy who got players that we were like, you know, he was big on, I don't look at what they run in, sh- in, in shorts and this and that. And the first thing he said about Sammy was, he's got oh my God speed, meaning he ran a 4-3-1. He does have that, but we've never seen him. All the guys he drafted before were slow 40-time guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. McCaffrey's got, like, sort of basically demolished coming out of the combine. He can't play receiver. you got yep, to move to tight, tight end. end. He was too slow. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Benjamin, the same thing. People were wondering, and he took those guys. And he Gettleman was so stick on his stance of, oh, I don't care about that. I watch him in pads. This one seems to me like they went out and got athletes. Yeah. Even up to the Moten kid, the defensive end from Texas A&M, they all yes. tested as very good that athletes. The fullback. The fullback. They went out and realized after they saw Atlanta beat us down with those speedy athletes, guys who didn't know say Deion Jones, their linebacker who was wearing 45, who safety, you know, that hybrid guy that nobody knew how to play him, saw that, like, oh, we got to get some guys like that. Yeah. And you, and again, I'm also interested to see how they're going to use Shaq Thompson more. You know? Because they, 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 he had such a great training camp last year, and they are hyping him up. And then all of a sudden, injury happens, and they're starting A.J. Klein over Shaq Thompson, and, and Shaq Thompson is one of the best athletes on the team. Yep. And I, I just hope they can get him more involved and, and, and to make some plays. Because when he's out there, he makes plays. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and he came along 
as the season progressed. You know, well, they finally just, started getting more play time. Exactly. So. After they, for some reason, they thought AJ Klein could cover Michael Trabtree in the slot. Uh, <laughs> you drafted Shaq Thompson for that sole reason to cover that guy yeah. to be that could cover slot receivers and running backs and this and that, like he did against Fitzgerald in the playoffs. Exactly. Season. Yes. And then they people is hurt. Let's go. Okay, we're going to stick with with Klein. And Davis as the starters in the passing situation, they gave us the best chance to win. You're an idiot. Come on, man. Yeah. Even in Madden, we know to sub out our linebackers in the diamond <laughs> nickel. Hey, come on. You're going to put the fastest guy in the nickel on the, in your linebacker. Yeah, right. Do it every year, you know? So, yeah, all right. You're right. Hey, That's congratulations, by the way. Oh, thank yeah, you. Baby. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wild yeah. times ahead, you know? Yeah. Do do during the Panthers off by week, so you know That's shoot perfect. your shot. Yeah. yeah, shoot your shot, make yeah. it happen. I'm just trying to figure out when all this sports and and movie memorabilia is going to turn into baby stuff. Not necessarily down here, maybe, but elsewhere. Yeah. The house. So luckily, yeah. That, luckily transition. with just one, yeah, I should be able to keep this basement somewhat intact. But one of the upstairs guest rooms will be traded into pink or blue or yellow yeah. or whatever it may be, and and we'll go from there. But hopefully, we can hang on to the. The, the basement space, the man cave for a, for a good little bit. Well, good to know we're going to have a new Panthers fan. That's yes. true. So Again, don't, this don't is, worry about that. What, what do they say? It, this is the generation now is us all here grow yeah. up Panther fans. We're the first generation. And now, eventually, everybody here hopefully going to have kids at some point. No rush on anybody. But yeah. you then will grow them up. As Panther yeah, fans, right. and yeah. then they grow up and have kids. So now we got that generational thing starting. Some like, you know, like these other teams, the Steelers and the Raiders and whatever, who have had multi, multi generations of fans. And you just, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that the fan base should be better. Now we got to get some winning seasons, too, because yeah. everybody likes to watch winning. Nobody really likes watching losing, unless you're like us and we watch Jimmy Clausen just be <laughs> terrible. But. Yeah, and you're right about that because it's rare that you, if you ever run into people like, oh, so who are you a fan of? They'll say, oh, they seem to me. You say a Panthers fan. They're just like, oh, really? Yeah. You know, and it's just odd. I'm just like, well, I was born and raised here. That's all I know. I'm sure you guys saw this stat. Christian McCaffrey will be the first player, slash a couple of other picks, but to play where he was born after the franchise. After the fr- like, he's he's actually been around since the whole franchise has been around. That's crazy. Born really? in 96. Yeah. So he actually knows a world where the Panthers are in the league. Unlike some of us who knew a world where they weren't in the league. Wow. So he was, yeah, it'll be the first time him. I think Curtis Samuel was like three months younger he's than him. He's young too, yeah. Yeah, so, because they're both still 20, right? They're yep. turning 21 here in like the next couple of months or yeah. weeks or well, something. I think Samuel's so. is like the, in September or okay. something, and then McCaffrey's like June or July or something. Yeah, so, so that, that that's a little fun fact. That's a bar trivia for you. Oh, wow. You know, you, know you always give us at least one or two. Yeah, yeah. You got to yeah. give us that. So uh, I guess we'll just... We'll just sign off with with uh, them breaking down McCaffrey as a pick. You Sounds know? good to me. Because talk about his family history as a running back. I mean, his family history as a um, athlete. Others are great athletes as well. Max is a member of the Packers practice squad. Dylan, an incoming freshman quarterback in Michigan, and Luke is a quarterback at Valor High School. Christian was a standout running back at Stanford for three seasons where he set the FBS single-season record for all-purpose yards. This kid can do it all. And remember what he did to get into this position. When he had his pro day at Stanford, he didn't take a single drill at running back. He knew that people saw he was good running back. They also did the pro day simply just for what his wide receiver skills would be. But Mel, we've had two running backs go in the first day.